Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Welcome back to Thriving the Future. In this episode, we have a conversation with Ken and Sally. They have a house with a normal lot in the city, just a normal backyard, and they're still homesteading in the city. They have chickens, they have gardens, they have composting bins, and they have a pretty elaborate worm compost as well. If you recall back in the spring, we had a workshop out on their additional land that they have out in the country. We did a site survey, and we talked about their goals long-term and short-term as they move towards retirement. So in this episode, we also discuss those goals in more detail. First, let's take a tour of their land and hear what they're doing. Let's go out to the chickens and we'll just okay. work our way back. We have we have two salmon favorols there. This one's an Easter egg. Um, this one's a barred rock, you probably know that. And you have the, the chicken cam set up? Yep. Chicken TV? Yep, chicken TV. Yep. <laughs> she can watch them all day long. That's awesome. Um, if it looks like they're they're getting hot or whatever, she can, she's got the misting system on Wi-Fi, she can turn it on at work. And <laughs> That's great. Um, That's just awesome. Okay, herb-wise I see thyme, basil, um, sage, sage, yeah. mint. Yep. Um, Is that oregano? Oregano. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, I just got a wild here one day and just went, okay, I'm going to go do this. And they like it. And they got a misting system and they got a fan. Nice. Years ago when we had a 12, like 12 by 12, you Uh know, and that was our, and we actually, had some pretty good success a couple years where things did well. And it was a great year for everybody. But uh-huh. the second year, we had six foot and taller tomatoes after, it was our second year of lasagna gardening. You right, know? yeah, sure. Um, it made a lot of sense and, and it was the first year we started bagging for, you know, we used to bag leaves and grass and everything. Uh-huh. And that was when I cared about having a yard I don't care that much anymore. Um, so all that stuff now goes to the garden. Uh, this year we decided to go ahead and when we had dogs, we had cattle panels all along that fence and everything to secure them in here. Uh-huh. We took those cattle panels and decided, you know, the garden yeah, 16 by 16. And we didn't utilize it all, but we kind of prepped it and we're just, again, experimenting. So. Watermelon, butternut squash, summer or winter squash. Um, we got okra, peppers, both bell and hot. Uh-huh. I planted that corn late in July just because I got it on sale in at sure. a store mm-hmm. to see if it would work or not. Uh-huh. Um, our four tomatoes. Uh, I like your I like your trellis for your squash there. Oh, we got a rabbit in there. Yep. Yeah, okay. we thought we were rabbit proof. Um, lemongrass, lemon got it online. Yeah. Yep. Potatoes, potatoes, sweet potatoes outside, comfrey, and then that's horseradish that um, Yardbird uh-huh. uh, gave us. Yep. So everything got in late, so we're just kind of experimenting. 
So we did the uh, workshop down at your, your other property. What have you done on that since we did the workshop? Have not, haven't done anything. Um, no, there's a shipment of uh, tree compost. You brought yes, out yes. Uh, <laughs> we 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 were we had a good plan. We were gonna buy. We were gonna buy a. Uh, I just didn't spend the money. I think I said this, but I was gonna buy. Uh, I saw an auction in Ottawa that had uh, some van box boxes, uh -huh. and then I could put a mower out there and I could keep up with it. Yeah. And you know, in hindsight, I would have paid fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred bucks for it, and. You know, two thousand dollars. At least I'd have had a shed out there, yeah. and it was better than a two. You can't get a two thousand dollars shed. You know, it's tiny. I should have done it, but I thought I could get it for seven or eight hundred bucks, and it didn't happen. They were going for twelve, so I didn't get one. And then it's like, okay. So then we made the decision. All right, we'll 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 up this game. We'll up this game. Yeah, we're gonna get a. Uh, and, and I looked around. Because I want more than just a garden shed. Mm -hmm. I, it's not gonna. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna find a, a van box and paint the dang thing, put it sure. out there. But no, we decided there's none available right now. I could probably find one, but you know she would have to do it because to find one is gonna be between the hours of eight and five and yeah. making a lot of calls. Mm -hmm. um, I can't do that working out in the field, so. We decided, all right, what if we, you know, even if we don't keep that property, what if we put a, a small building, a large shed, or small buildings right in the between? We came across uh, an 18 by, no, 12 by 21. And, yes. yeah, it's 12 by 21. So it had roll-up door, not a full garage, but a nice roll-up door, walk door. Um, I think it was five thousand, and then we'd spend twenty-five hundred on a, a base. We'd have some security. We could put a lot of garden tools out there. We would put it near the neighbors where it's not seen. It's not totally secure, but relatively secure. Put an old mower out there. You want the old mower? Take it. Um, we made the call. All right, we're going to buy one of those. So we make the call. First off, it's in Tulsa, $1,200 to ship. <laughs> I'll find... No, it was going to be $2,400 to ship it. Okay. So I can find it. Largest piece was 18 foot long. <laughs> I can get a trailer. I'll go down there, take a day off, and I'll go down and pick it up, put it up. Not a big deal. Um, and then we got the good news. We don't have any roll-up doors right now for them. <laughs> we can sell you a shed, but we don't have any doors for them. How many months? Yeah, it was like three or four months out. Wow. It was longer than that. So supply chain problem, right? Supply chain, exactly. yeah, supply chain. Wow. So if they can't get them, and they, that's all they do is buildings, nobody else can get them. Sure. So now we either have to look at a smaller or a larger one. So, you know, if we load a larger one, we're now talking having close to ten grand in a shed, and 
or we, you know, buy another container and have it out there, but I don't, I don't know, that may be our choice, you know, but it's hard to, sp to spend $6,000, $6,500 on a container that we were buying three years ago for 3000 delivered. Yeah. So we're just, we're weighing the options and in the meantime, grass is up here now. Mm -hmm. um, How soon are you uh, going to retire down to the Ozark property? Oh, it'll be, it'll be a while. It'll be two years. No, okay. no. We're probably, it's longer than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's longer yeah. than that because we're going to work another two years. You might. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It's going to be long. It hasn't stopped us from doing what we're doing out here. Yeah, sure. That's good. So. Yeah, but we have to realize that as we get home 6, 6.30 at night, we have to get up. She gets up at 4.30. Wow. So we have an hour, hour and a half at night. You sit down, eat something. You're exhausted. Water in the garden. Take care of the chickens. Do the dishes. And... That's no extras, you know. So right. that's why what we want to do is have a small, large shed or small building, mm -hmm. and then we can't afford. We've put our size. She wants something decent. Uh, we're probably going to put, um, or probably buy a seven to eight thousand dollar fifth wheel. It's halfway nice. Um, not a leaker, not, you know, I found them in that price range where everything works. Mm -hmm. Air conditioning, you know, all the stuff works, good tires, um, should last a couple years, then we could potentially use it to move out to Missouri. Right. Um, then we could turn around and sell it for three, four, five thousand, you know, mm -hmm. it'll be older, but um, we should be able to get some money back out of it. So I don't, we don't mind that, but that's kind of our, that's our limit. Seven, eight thousand for an RV, seven to eight thousand for uh, a shed. Right. But that would allow us, maybe we could just take off work, give the chickens what they need, take off work, go out there, and just stay out there. Mm -hmm. And do a few things if we have a good a good day where I'm not totally exhausted, but there's no way we can come home, eat, right. and go out to land and work. Yeah, especially now, because it's like starting to, I mean, it's getting dark by eight now. Yeah. Right? Around eight. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's a struggle, but we're trying to keep up with this, you know? Mm -hmm. So doing work, this, and out there, had high hopes, but until we can get a mower out there, and I can't just set a motor in the field. <laughs> you know? Can we take a step back? You're in the middle of this transition. Of transitioning to transition. Yeah. For a future transition. Right, right. <laughs> it stacks. So, so, so you're, you're in a very high situation of flux. Where were you and how long ago were you before this transition started? Tell us about that and what kind of led you to the... I need to be transitioning, and now you're in this place where you're moving towards thriving. What was that like? And it, it, it's 
pretty simple. Um, we literally, before the pandemic, we literally, um, we had bought that property and we had that property paid off. And mm -hmm. it was expensive for the small piece of property, but um, we were able to purchase it, pay it off real quick. And our goal was to do a average, maybe a little above, shop house building. And my side hustle to pay for it, to be able to pay for it was gonna be doing uh, auto body work there. Mm -hmm. um, plus the other little artwork stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, she buys these for seven or eight dollars a piece and sells them for twenty-five dollars, twenty, thirty dollars on Etsy. Right. So there's a little side hustle there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we had little side hustles. Then I could do that would allow us to make payments on a two hundred thousand dollar plus building and home. We would be just like everybody else, but that was our goal to once after retirement um, so you to pay for thinking, so, so You weren't thinking Ozarks yet. That was just- Not at all. Go to the Before, no, we, it was the, the property out there. It was the, the small idea property was out there. Do enough cars to kind of keep busy <laughs> and pay some bills and then do little side things that are fun exploring, buying antiques, knickknacks yep. and things yep. and reselling them for more, for the entertainment value and for the extra income. Yeah. Yeah. Go on living life. Right. But we were going to be committed to a 15-year minimum mortgage and relatively high. And it's when the pandemic hit, it's like, we've seen this, we've gone up, we've gone through, you know, we lost a business in 2008, um, actually 2009 when we closed it, and we realized this is what's going to happen again. Do we really want to spend 200 thousand dollars plus on a piece of property and be um, a slave to those payments with what's potentially coming we knew we'd be financially um, tethered to that yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's when we decided when the you know several months into the pandemic that no we um, we we actually had the plans being drawn up for the prop for the building in the house, mm -hmm. um, and we stopped them. And then, you know, things didn't get any better several months later, and that was into the winter. You know, it started in February, March, whatever, but by September, October is when I decided, no, this is not where we want to be. Uh, that's when we looked for the property in uh, the Ozarks to be further out. Mm -hmm. Very yeah, happy and with and that and still. The concerns with being besides the 15 year mortgage were. 15 year mortgage. Okay. That's, I mean, we just didn't want that. That's, that's why we worked to the point of where we are. We knew when we wanted to be as debt free as possible. Yes. Right. Yes, we don't really want to borrow money, mm -hmm. period. So we just have to figure out how can we, you know, supplement our income. 
lower our expenditures and supplement our income in retirement. Sure. And um, what's working best to do that for you? What's that? What is working best so far to... I mean, you got chickens, you've got gardens, you've got trees, you've got many things going, right? Yeah. Many pans in the fire. Which one's the most profitable for you or the most beneficial in that lowering costs and bringing you closer to where you want to be? It's really yet to be known. Hmm. Okay. Um, because we're in s- such infancy. Uh, I, I look back at at starting a business. Um, there's a guy that he actually lived down the street and he worked for a company that I was going to do and he says you need to just build your own rig do it yourself that way you don't have to spend because we took out a $35,000 small business loan Mm -hmm. and that's like I want to do it right now you know I'm ready to go I'm ready to get it up Mm -hmm. what we learned from that lesson was don't quit your day job (laughs) and that's basically what he was saying was take that little little bit of money that you have already take that invest that into a small build your business and it won't happen fast um and i didn't take that advice uh-huh. i wanted i i dived in head and feet first you know everything uh and that's where we learn we're not going to do that so we're going to play with everything will see what works the most. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if I, I can't even do what I think will be the most profitable thing for us and that, that will be uh, the sawmill. And that's, I have... What, 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 what's tying you up on that? What's that? What's, what, what's tying you up on the sawmill and why? I. I have dealt with used equipment before and it's a nightmare and I've decided that you know all of our sandblasting equipment was used and we were broken down all and time, yeah. you know when you have a breakdown on a three-phase <coughs> compressor you don't want to stick your hands in there and go oh, I think I found the problem <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so we might be down for a day and a half and and you know that's thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. you know you're investing all this into it um we feel like we can buy this uh, brand new sawmill ready to go not that it won't have problems but comparative amount of problems is completely different so you got a sawmill down there on the ozark property then yeah more than likely Uh yeah because it's we order your own wood for building or to harvest trees from your property or or to uh mill wood for other folks with yeah all of the all the above yep you answered um you know if you ask what i was going to do with it you just answered that question Mm -hmm. because again i you know i I talked to several people who have sawmills what they're doing um and you know, uh, s- several people have jobs and they have sawmills, um, so they do the side work. But I talked to one gentleman who had he was retired, and it's not a full-time gig for him, right? But it's a great side hustle because I flat out asked him. I said, "Can you really justify twenty-five thousand dollars?" He said, "I paid for it a year and a half, two years." He said. It's a, it's a good income for me, and I 
I said, how much wood do you buy? And he said, I don't buy any wood. It's all brought to me. So is it mobile enough where you can take it to somebody's property and then do it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, and you can and you can charge 50, 50 cents to a dollar to cut theirs a board foot. Yeah. And he said, they're always happy. Wow. That's he said, if somebody comes to you, they want it done. Mm-hmm. He said, but I have people in... in uh, Tree companies, um, Evergy, uh, utility companies, they know they can drop logs out here mm-hmm. and poles. I'll take them. And they don't have to worry about them. They said, that's why I don't, I don't buy wood. Um, he doesn't look at the... I look at the market of figured woods. Um, and I think that's a great market. It's a, and it's a market he hadn't even touched. Figured woods being like maple and like stuff? spalted, spalting, oh, spalted maple, yeah. bird's eye, uh-huh. crotch wood. Yeah. Um, once in a while, that it's worth anywhere from two to fifteen thousand. Really? Wow. Yeah. So. Huh. I mean, there there are people making thirty thousand dollar tables for conference rooms and things like that. Am I going to get into that? No. But I look at that small side. Um, you know, just the simple Yardbirds piece that he has, that live edge that he has on his grill. On his grill. You know, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful piece of wood. You, you have to be able to look at those, how to work with it, and then find the market for it. Right. Interesting. But I've I've been fascinated. I, I, I didn't know whether I wanted to do a sawmill or the sandblasting business we did. The sandblasting business taught me a lot, but I, I figured out a lot of the problems with doing this is um, the right trees, where to get them, and dealing with um, where you can get the wood to start from. But you know, I drive around and I look at trees and well, and, and every tree that you run through the mill doesn't have to be that, right? No, it doesn't. You can no. run stuff through there to pay for the mill and pay for life, and then exactly right take well, care I'd, of that one tree that I would love to line, you know, or or garden fence, you know, wood across the top, wood posts. Right. You can't go out and buy that, but if you have a good oak tree, sure. You know, a good oak tree, you cut it down. I currently know a guy that's looking for somebody to do walnut. Yeah, and walnut. Yeah. Um, Not a few. We look at selling this place. We have the sawmill. I'll probably cut that pecan down. That pecan's got three to four thousand dollars worth of wood in it. What's, I, what's, what's the end goal? Um, end goal is working all day long taking care of the animals and the plants and sitting on the court porch enjoying mm-hmm. enjoying that nature right well interesting you got a interesting path ahead thank you for listening to the thriving the future podcast check us out on the web on thrivingthefuture.com also come and join our conversation on twitter at thrivingthefuture 